Howdy and welcome to the Confidence Through Health podcast. I'm Jerry Snyder. As an elite level athlete, owner of All In Health and Wellness, and author of the book Confidence Through Health, my goal is to help you achieve your goals and dreams using health as the conduit to get there. I'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode, All In Health and Wellness. If you're looking for a health coach, you're looking for a sports performance coach, you're looking for nutrition guidance, like, for instance, a meal-by-meal plan that will help you understand how to eat, it will teach you how to eat, and it will give your body, your cells, the proper nutrition to feel great and be able to perform at your best, not just physically, but also emotionally and mentally. If you're looking for those things, you're looking for the key to improve your sports performance, both from a nutrition standpoint and an exercise physical standpoint and a mental standpoint as you approach your athletic event. All In Health and Wellness is able to help in these areas. So contact Jerry at allinhealthandwellness.com or go to allinhealthandwellness.com and you'll find the contact information for how to get in touch with them and get started on the plan that will improve your life. Howdy and welcome to the Confidence Through Health podcast. My name is Jerry Snyder, your host. And... Today's episode, we talk with Shane Sterling. It's a great conversation. He uh, has a business called Raw Vegan Rising. Uh, We talk about that. We talk about his journey to becoming raw vegan, why it's important to him, why he believes it's helpful for our health. And we get into a a vast array of of topics, including mindset and discipline. And um, it's a lot more than just food and uh, nutrition-related items. So we talk about how food interacts with your body um, and how that impacts your emotions and you know your ability to, to, to really live your best life. And so that's what he's trying to do is help people through uh, learning how to eat properly uh, in, in, in the, the raw vegan way and how that lifts up your life, but also those in you know, that you're in community with. So uh, it's a great conversation. I learned a lot um, and uh, it's inspiring. And so um, I think it's going to be a great episode for you to listen to. All right. So welcome, Shane, to the uh, Confidence Through Health podcast. Hi, Jerry. Thank you so much for having me on. It's my pleasure to be here today and speak to your audience. Thank you. Yeah, great. So Shane and I met uh, basically through Facebook, Facebook, you know, it connects people um, of of similar mindsets and lifestyles. And um, I don't know who it was that is a mutual friend that basically I started following you and the information that you put out, I think is important for my listeners to to hear and and know that this is a potential um, lifestyle that they could be seeking for their health. Um, You know, and so getting into you know the vegan and raw vegan lifestyles like can you tell us tell us a little bit about like your background of how you became vegan and like what led you to that you know decision yeah absolutely i first went vegan when i was 17 years old i'm 50 now just about to turn 50 in a couple months okay so 17 years old that was about 33 years ago I went vegan for ethical reasons. I was not interested in health at all. I read Diet for a New America by John Robbins. 
John Robbins is a great author. He still puts out good books. He's an advocate for the plant-based lifestyle. I recommend John Robbins. Uh, He's a good guy. But I read that book, Diet for a New America, at 17 years old, before the internet, by the way. Right. (laughs) And I instantaneously knew I needed to go vegan for ethical reasons to contribute to the well-being of our planet and the health of our planet and somewhat uh, the health of my body. I started to see the picture, but it was for the animals. So over the course of years, though, I was strict vegan and and interested in um, how to maintain a vegan diet. I was strict vegan for about 13 years and learned a lot about whole foods along the journey. So really, I started to focus on whole foods and I would make juice. I would make green juice. And I got one right here. I love green juice. I still have one every day. Right. And so that kind of got my gut microbiome adjusted. That's the bottom line. I, I transitioned my gut microbiome. So then by the time I was 30, I came across a book called The uh, Essene Gospel of Peace, which talks about raw food. Now, there's controversy around whether the Essene Gospel of Peace is authentic literature about Jesus and the teachings of Jesus. That's beside the point. Nonetheless, that book introduced me to the concept of raw food. Prior to that, I had never thought about someone eating a primarily raw vegan diet. Never crossed my mind. But that was the moment that book introduced me to the concept. I was like, well, that must be for monks living on mountaintops. That's not realistic. But wow, I was interested in that idea. I was interested in the idea of cleansing the bowels for health. Intuitively, as a vegan of many years, I knew that the gut microbiome and detoxing the body for health was of the utmost importance. And the Essene Gospel of Peace talked about doing enemas, cleaning the bowels, keeping the bowels clean with raw foods. It piqued my interest. And I think I did a juice fast at the time, probably lasted a couple days. I think I attempted to go raw and eat primarily raw foods for maybe about a week. I tried it, felt lightheaded, was obviously way under eating, just eating like kale. I think I was like literally eating raw kale leaves, thinking that that's how you'd be (laughs) raw vegan. Right. I was probably about 30 at the time. So I really had no concept of how to do it at all. I had no concept. Now, over the years, though, I started to develop some skin inflammation. I had chronic seborrheic dermatitis for about five years, which is chronic dandruff, inflamed skin, flakes on the on the scalp. And then right. it started to come down into my eyebrows and into my beard. And I was having red inflamed flaky patches on my face. And that's when I said, OK, there's a problem. I've got right. a problem in my gut. I decided to go raw vegan at that point because I knew I had I had had the awareness I was plant-based I had done whole food and juicing I had uh, discovered the concept of eating raw vegan I was like well this is going to heal me I got to clean right. out my gut I did a 40 day juice fast I drank nothing but green juice and citrus juices for 40 days completely cleaned out my gut I released mucoid plaque about 25 pounds of waste came out of my gut total wow And I was able to measure that. I lost some body mass. I got down to about 150 pounds. I'm 6'2". So that was light for me. I didn't feel so good. But then I stayed raw vegan. I stayed raw. My goal was to stay raw vegan until my skin inflammation was gone completely. Right. So then I stayed raw for about a year and a half, two years. And then that's how long it took for my skin to clear up. It took about two years. Yeah. So I stayed raw that whole time, 100% completely raw. And at that point, there was no going back. 
there, for me, it didn't make sense. I learned so much about how my body worked, about what my right. body really wants, about the hydration, the minerals, the phytonutrients, the raw living nutrients and foods. I learned too much through my self-education and my studies and my personal experience of detoxification to go back to cook food. And I've been raw ever since. Okay. So now I've just learned how to thrive on a raw vegan diet and to realize this really simple, miraculous understanding that the body never needed denatured food in the first right. place. We do like it. We we sure. do like it. And we prefer cooked foods. We are cal calorically opportunistic as right. animals because we are animals. So we're seeking the cal caloric density. Um, and we become familiar and maybe even addicted to cooked foods right. and animal products, especially. And we're raised on these. So there's a lot of ingrained belief systems about right. how we should be eating. So it's about breaking free from that. Once we start to break free from that, we realize that the body never needed those cooked foods. There's not another species on earth that right. needs denatured food. And if you just look to mother nature for a simple law of nature happening before our very eyes, you can see that not one single species out of 180 million species that we share this planet with, not one requires denatured food for health. Right. So that kind of opened me to the point where I started educating on it. Mm -hmm. And now I'm a coach. I've been a raw vegan coach for many years. Yeah. I am a detox coach. I help people juice fast and go through what I experienced, removing the mucoid plaque and the waste and the biofilms out of the gut to help the body transition to a healthier diet and lifestyle. Right. That's the golden ticket right there. If you can detox your gut, you can transform your health and you can eat healthier without the cravings and without the hunger, because you've started to transition the gut microbiome and the bacteria that in your are in your gut. Right. And that is where we can really have major breakthroughs in our health. So let's I'm gonna I'm gonna sidestep the raw vegan piece for a minute and just talk about what you just mentioned because I think a lot of people don't understand the implications of having, you know, food that's not meant to be in your gut in your gut. You know, whether it's it's you know, cooked, cooked meat or, um, a raw, something that's not supposed to be eaten. Um, like the impact of, like you said, you had, you, you quantified 25 pounds that came out, like mm -hmm. it, it builds up and it ferments and it can cause all kind of damage. Right. Yes, absolutely. Primarily acids are the result of eating foods that we shouldn't be eating. So there's two sides to chemistry in the entire universe, acid and alkaline. There's only right. two sides. And right. so we're on a spectrum of that. All foods have an ash residue that they leave behind in the body, either an alkaline ash or an acid ash residue. Right. So the acid foods create buildup in the body and those acids build up in the body, creating an acidic condition in the gut in, in the blood and in the tissues. And then the body produces mucus and biofilms to protect against the acids. Right. That's the most fundamental thing to understand. So then we can accumulate mucus, biofilm and plaques in the GI tract because it's trying to protect the sensitive digestive lining mm -hmm. from acid forming foods. The primary acid forming foods are meat, dairy, eggs, grains, right. cooked cooked, you know, processed foods, starches, oils, sugar, caffeine, alcohol, mm -hmm. all these things are acidic to the body. Right. So essentially anything that's overly acidic shouldn't even be put in the body. Right. 
if you think about it, all the proper foods that really build a very robust and healthy gut microbiome in the human biology are alkaline foods. All the raw foods are alkaline. So raw right. fruits and vegetables, raw nuts and seeds. Even if you want to talk about simple steamed starchy vegetables like broccoli and squash, those are all alkaline as well. Right. So all of the alkaline foods help keep a very healthy gut microbiome. If we have inflammation in our body, if we have pain, if we have been diagnosed with any kind of autoimmune or IBS, Crohn's, Hashimoto's, fibromyalgia, any kind of skin condition, including acne and eczema and psoriasis, these are all conditions of acidosis. Right. Acidosis is just simply a buildup of that acid chemistry in the body. So when you detox, when you do a juice fast, when you drink these alkaline juices like this, that floods the body with right. the alkaline minerals and rebalances the acids over time. That will restore complete balance to your body, essentially reversing any of these chronic illnesses that we are diagnosed with through the mainstream medical establishment. Diagnosing us with these symptoms is just really a condition of the food we're eating. Right. If we change the food we're eating, we're going to change the direct condition in our body. No, I agree. And I, I, I'm, I'm misplacing the exact number, but I know that there, there's a pH level that your gut has to reach before it will evacuate. And so if you're always eating acid, you know, foods with an acid level, then, and, and not anything on the alkaline side, then your gut is just going to get impacted and, and, until basically it it it's not lo no longer choosing to evacuate. It's like it's more of a well. There's a backlog, and I've got to get rid of it. Yeah. And so you've got constipation, or you've got you know other issues that are going on. But it's again causing that fermentation of that food. And I mean, if you think about it, whether it's good food or bad food, you you don't want it sitting around longer than it's supposed to. Yeah, it's a really good point to bring up bowel transit time. Right. is what I talk about a lot with clients who come to me with illnesses that need to be reversed. The first thing we have to address is bowel transit time mm -hmm. because the food is sitting in the digestive system far too long. Yeah. And we might underestimate how constipated we actually are because if we're eating cooked, denatured, and dehydrated foods, they don't move through the digestive system quick enough to promote yeah exceptional health in the body. We should be eliminating foods in under 12 hours. And the only way to get foods to come out in three to six to eight hours is if they are raw foods. Right. Raw fruits and vegetables are high in water, high in fiber, high in enzymes. And those three components break down and move through as quickly as possible. Now, if we're eating cooked foods, which we all love and they're right. delicious and we become comfortable with them and we like them, we are slowing our bowel transit time down drastically. And even though we might eat and see a bowel movement, we might think, oh, I'm not constipated. But the residual waste that builds up in the digestive system, the particles of these denatured foods that never get eliminated mm -hmm. or reabsorbed into the body, crossing the digestive blood barrier can cause extreme problems in the body, create yeah. more acids, create bacterial, fungal, and viral overgrowths. So then we have a condition in the body that seems like it's disease or seems like it's some sort of degenerative condition, even colds and flus. As a raw right. vegan of five years, I have not had a single cold and flu in those five years. Um, then we realize that the condition in our body is what's causing these problems. Right. So 
bowel transit time is key. Eating raw foods or eating just more raw foods, even if you just eat 50% of your diet, mm-hmm. eat raw food, it will drastically improve your bowel transit time. But for those who have chronic illness, and this is important to understand, if you have a degenerative chronic illness like me, I had my seborrheic dermatitis, my dandruff right. skin inflammation problem. Yeah. That's an advanced stage of acidosis. Right. It might seem minor, like, oh, I'm having a little bit of skin irritation. Boy, I should just put some cream on it or something like that. It's an advanced stage of acidosis, and it might take a couple years of focused detoxification efforts, transitioning your gut microbe to be more alkaline to actually restore balance in the skin. By the time we see it in organs, skin, and any kind of diagnosable issue, it's advanced. So it's important to realize uh, it realized that it's also important to realize how much work it might actually take to reverse uh, a health problem. Mm-hmm. And it's worth it. Raw right. foods will reverse your health problems. Well, people might say, but cooked food releases more nutrients. There's more nutrients available in cooking food. Right. But what people don't understand is what's lost. Mm-hmm. We never talk about what's lost when we cook the food. We always talk about what we gain. Yeah. We might gain a little bit more bioavailability of, say, beta carotene, but we might be losing the hormones, the natural right. hormones that are available in yep. raw foods, oxygen, nitrogen, hydrogen gases that are essential for the health in our body that are lost. All the enzymes are lost when we cook. All the phytochemicals and phytonutrients are damaged or denatured. Right. All of the proteins are denatured, which means the proteins are mutated chemically. Yeah. And all of the molecules in the denatured food are also altered chemically. So how how that affects our body is not something that's studied or we have any information on. And if we overconsume cooked food over our lifetime, we see the effects because we get health problems, we age quickly, and we can see these kind of like early stages of degeneration where someone like myself who's been whole food plant-based most of my life, focused on healthy foods, raw foods and juices. You can see as a 50-year-old, I don't dye my hair, by the way. People always think I do. People think I have plastic surgery and Botox and fillers. I They constantly say that to me and that I'm lying and that I must eat meat and cook food. Yeah. This is the result, 50 years old plant-based my most of my life, raw, focused for many years and fully raw for five years. I will say too, when I went fully raw, I went through a detox period where I lost weight. I got dark circles under my eyes. I looked terrible, felt terrible, but boy, I, it was like descending in and then I made it out the other side. Yeah. And after a couple of years of just staying raw, I looked better than ever before. It took years off of my appearance and my age. And you can actually go back in my YouTube videos on my channel, Raw Vegan Rising, and see the transformation I've been through just in the years I've been making YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. It's pretty astounding. Well, and it's, that's, you know, well, two things. One, for the people that are just listening and not watching, um, you know, you mentioned you went down to to 150. You're obviously not 150 now. You've obviously gained muscle back um, and are, it, it looked completely healthy. Um, yeah, thank you. And, yeah, completely. It's, it might be important to mention that I'm 200 pounds right now and fairly yeah. lean, probably 15% body fat, which is considered athletic range. Oh, yeah. So I'm lean and 
muscular. Now I said I went down to 150 pounds. And then after two years raw, I started working out again. My gut started to get strong. My digestion started to get strong. So I started going to the gym consistently. Yeah. In the last three years, I've put on 50 pounds. Most of that is hard muscle, right? solid muscle, probably at least 35 to 40 pounds of that because I don't have a lot of body fat. Right. So it's, it's um, that kind of muscle gain is not really talked about. That's not a conventional right. understanding that that's even possible to build 40 pounds of muscle on raw food. Most people think it's impossible to build muscle on raw food and that you have to eat grains, starches, and animal proteins to build muscle. Right. Yep. But I've proven through my own journey and my own experience that that's absolutely not the case at all. And I think really the key to understand in building muscle is give your body the basic building blocks right. of muscle, which are amino acids, minerals, and simple carbohydrates. And the body knows how to build tissue from that. Yep. And then also detoxing the gut thoroughly so you can absorb all the food you're eating. That's a, a really well, key yeah. thing. That, that is, that's, it's, it's key to, and that's one of the things that when I have clients and they're like, okay, what vitamins do I need to start taking? And I'm like, well, hold off a minute, because if you start taking too much right at the very beginning, we haven't cleaned your gut out. We haven't checked your absorption and like, you're just, you're wasting money and you're just going to pee it out because it's not going to be absorbed. It's just going to go right on through. So let's wait a couple of weeks until we've got the gut absorbing a little bit better. And then we can you know, increase vitamins where we think we need them for, for whatever you're feeling. Um, cause otherwise you're just, you're spending money. Yeah. Like, cause you're not well, imagine. So the official sports narrative is that we're supposed to eat one gram of protein per pound right. of body weight to optimize muscle protein synthesis, right? Which is allowing the muscles to actually build tissue and build protein in the tissues. But uh, that much protein for me, that would be about 200 grams of protein per day. Yeah. Most people are not even absorbing a tiny fraction of that. Right. And the remainder is undigested, which yeah. sits in the digestive system, poisoning us from the inside. Yep. So that's exactly why you see people who are on these high protein diets with an extreme buildup of uric acid in their system. And they might look, you know, red to the you know, sight, like their skin right. is red, or they might have, you know, signs of premature aging, thinning hair, uh, also aggression and anger issues. When you yeah. have a buildup of acids in the body, it's very easy to get aggressive. And people misunderstand this as a man, you think, oh, I'm eating a lot of meat. My testosterone is high. Right. I'm working out at the gym. That's why I'm aggravated and aggressive and have a short temper. But it's really the buildup of uric acid in the body that creates this short temper and aggression. Right. If you actually are a bodybuilder and on alkaline foods, you have a bit easier time to recover and you can build muscle easier and be healthy long-term and don't experience the buildup effects of acid. So yep. it's preferable in every way. Well, ultimately, ultimately health is the goal right. and longevity is the goal. The longer we can be healthy and the longer we can work out, the better. Right. I'm 50 years old. My goal isn't to go into the gym and look like I'm a bodybuilder at 25 years old. That's not my goal. Yeah. My goal is to be healthy and fit long-term into old age right? so that I age well. Yep. So I maintain my muscle mass through putting my body under strenuous exercise and I eat an alkaline plant-based diet focused on raw foods. Right. That provides the most exceptional results 
And I post on social media. Of course, I have a prominent social media presence on Instagram, for instance. I'll post a workout video and people say, imagine how much bigger you could be if you ate meat. Right. <laughs> the goal isn't to be bigger. The goal is to look young at 50 years old. Right. I look as young as these guys in the gym who are eating 200 grams of protein a day. Yep. They're 25, 30. They have no idea they're going to destroy their health. Yeah. By the time they're my age, 50, they're going to look weathered and haggard and old and worn out. That's just the bottom line. Plant-based yeah. diet will keep you fresh and young and vital looking well into old age. So you choose. What do you want? You want to look good at 25, but take all this protein and yeah. age quick, or you want it to stay the steady road. You know, the, the, the slow and steady wins the race, they say, yeah. right? Yeah. This is, this is a, the tortoise in the hair here. Exactly. Well, and you touched on something in the, the recovery piece. Um, because I, you know, I've been plant-based for about four years and one of the big reasons for me, it was a health, it was a health purpose. And, and it was as I'm an endurance athlete. And so I run a lot of, um, five K's, 10 K's, um, at the, at the national level, master's national level, I'm 48. And like, for me, it was a recovery piece. It was a, how, how are athletes recovering at this old age? I didn't want to be the guy that can't get out of bed because I worked up too hard yesterday, mm. you know? And, and you hear those stories, especially of professional athletes that work their bodies to the bone. And then they're 35, 40 years old and they can't get out of bed. They can't walk around for an hour because their joints are so tight and they're so inflamed. Um, you know, and I didn't want to be that guy, but I also knew that like, if I'm going to be competitive, well then. I have to work out so many days a week. And when I was eating meat, I was like, I can't recover. I'm like, I can do a good workout, but I can't recover in time to do the next workout, you know, yeah. two or three days later. And so going plant-based and now I can do a workout every other, every other day and I can knock it out and recover and be ready to go. And um, so for me, it, it, I see that like, in addition to the health, you know, the health benefits that I get and everything, but just from a performance level. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's <clears throat> off the charts. Yeah. And I work out about six days a week. I do strenuous weight lifting mm -hmm. strength training. Specifically, I focus on hypertrophy rep ranges, which is right. the eight to 12 range. And I focus on progressive overload. I always try to like increase the weight, increase the reps every time I go in there and get stronger progressively over time. And working out six days a week as a raw vegan, I recover incredibly quickly, yep. more so now than any other time in my life lifting weights. And it's very distinct and it's very noticeable. So the benefits of eating raw food outweigh any possible psychological downside, like mm -hmm. that you think it's hard, that you think you're not going to build muscle, that you think that how am I going to be strong when I eat fruit, fruit, people who eat fruit aren't going to be strong. Right. But the benefits, how I feel is so exceptional. I, I couldn't compromise the recovery time I experience and the endurance I experience for any kind of like fear narrative that runs through my mind. So I just push on. I work out consistently and I've built some pretty impressive strength. I bench press 225 for, you know, eight reps, yeah. which most guys can't even do. Right. And 
I go into the gym, I see guys 25 who look, you know, muscular and strong, but they can't bench press as much as I can. I've built up the strength, my ligaments, my connective tissue, my bone density is strong. My muscles are strong. My nervous system is adapted to strength and endurance. So again, the goal isn't to just look good. The goal is to look good and feel good well into old age and there's nothing better than raw food so for you like as a runner as an endurance athlete i would say if you tried a a raw vegan diet for a while especially focused on like a high carb 65 percent of your calories coming from fruits and vegetables 20 percent from fats maybe 15 percent from raw protein sources i think your endurance with running could even see a, an increase and a bump that you'd be impressed by. Yeah. Well, and you know, one of the things that's, that's amazing to me and, and I mean, the people that know that I'm vegan, like, you know, I go to a race and not everybody knows obviously. Um, but the people that know and are following are like, dude, you're getting faster. Yeah. Like you're not supposed to get faster at 48. Like, obviously I'm not as fast as I was when I was 25, but like from 46 to 48, I've gotten faster. And they're like, how is this happening? I'm like, the only thing I can attribute to is the recovery factor, like I said, in that I'm recovering quicker as now that I'm stacking workouts on workouts on workouts. And I'm not losing because my body says internally, I'm still in my 20s and 30s because I've reversed that aging piece. You know, I mean, I don't know how many times I've gone to, you know, the grocery store or somewhere and they're like, somebody will ask me you know because i wear my stuff that says i'm a health coach or whatever and somebody will ask me a random question about you know this product or that product at the store and and they're like okay well you look great you must be what are you like 32 and i'm like no (laughs) that's nice you know i mean it is it's nice but it's like no i'm 48 like it's it's taking care of yourself and they're like oh my gosh i'm like yeah it's but it's it's discipline and it is you know one of the things i think i saw on your on either your facebook or your website is it's like you, you have to make a decision to go against the crowd. Yeah, you know? because you, you certainly do. It's it's not do. it's not the norm. You know, if you go to a party or you go to a tailgate or you go to somewhere, I mean, there's there's not just is it is there meat there, but there's cooked food. There's you know it's and so to be in your situation and say I'm on yeah. a, a raw vegan diet, like that's got to be, you know, in in our culture, it's got to be a challenge. Yeah, it's a great point to bring up. Honestly, I don't share the information with people. I just show up and I, you know, contribute. I I don't have to tell people I'm raw or that I'm not participating or that I'm not going to eat the food. I don't have to say anything. People don't care. I can find something to eat. Most there's, you know, you know, uh, cut up watermelon at most tailgates or whatever. Right. There's always ways around it. But more primarily is just contributing to a situation if you walk into a dinner party and you're all self-conscious worried about what people are going to think of you you right there you're you know not in a position of power you're not empowered but if you walk into a dinner party for instance and you think how can i contribute to these wonderful people how can i make this dinner party better today you know it doesn't matter what you eat it's who you are it's who you're being it's how you're showing up it's how you're contributing and it's what you're enrolled in you know the person with the biggest vision wins 
And if you're enrolled in your vision as a leader, as someone who's confident in what they're doing, nobody will question you. It doesn't matter even if they do question you because you're enrolled in who you're being. For me, for instance, I'm so excited about my lifestyle. I'm so enrolled in who I get to be as a raw vegan, as a health coach for people, how I help people every day that uh, there's no room in my vision for someone else's negativity or right. fear around what they think I'm doing with my lifestyle. So really, I just can show up and contribute. If someone comes at me with questions, with fear, with the mainstream narrative, going with the mainstream and I'm going against the mainstream, I'm happy to help. I'm happy yeah. to talk about how enrolled I am in my vision and um, therefore you know, I, I generally just try to have the bigger vision and contribute to people, help people and serve people. And therefore going against the grain becomes my strength instead right. of my weakness. Right. So leaders always go against the grain. You know, look at the greatest leaders throughout history, Martin Luther King Jr. You know, I have a dream yep. and I might not get there with you. And that's the key, the key to understand is that when we truly have a dream bigger than ourselves, it's not always about having people there by our sides, a big team around us cheering us on. Sometimes we got to forge the path by ourselves because we're pulled by a vision of the future and yeah. great leaders have that. And so we can work our whole lifetime toward a vision of a better future for humanity and never see the full fruition, but still work toward it. Right. It's like planting trees that will never sit under the shade of. Yeah. It's still going to provide shade for future generations. And it's a it's an honorable thing to do to plant trees mm-hmm. in our lifetime that will never sit under the shade of, you know? So that's yeah. what being a raw vegan is to me. That's what a plant-based diet is for me. It's paving a way that will benefit future generations that we don't fully see the, the light here yet. Right. In this current time, there's a lot of negativity around a plant-based diet and a lot of fear. And I'm working to change that. And it's okay that it takes the time it takes. I really don't, I'm not bothered by people being at where they're at. I'm just happy to be who I am. Thank God I've learned what I've learned. That's all I can say. Thank goodness. (laughs) I'm so grateful for who I am, how I live my life and the benefits I receive. And that's all I'm really worried about is, is myself, my own experience, Right. And uh, self-care really isn't about pleasure. It's about discipline. The more discipline you have, the better you are going to serve yourself. And so giving up some of those junk foods for a more disciplined lifestyle, boy, it pays off. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, and and like you said before, it's, it's looking at it long-term and a longevity standpoint. It's now it's, it's okay. If I have my vision and I'm secure in it, like how, how much more, impact can I make long-term if I'm here and I'm healthy? Yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, that's one of the things that I, I have, I've consistently told people and and I don't know where I got the number from, but I just, I, it, somebody asked me one day and I was like, cause they said, well, well, if you're being this healthy, you must have like, how long do you think you can live? And I said, I don't know, 140. And they're like, you're crazy. I'm like, okay, well now I have a goal. Now I know yeah. I'm, I'm crazy enough out there to have a goal that I'm going to try and live to 140. And so when you start thinking about things like that, when you're like, that's almost, you know, that's 92 years that I, that's almost twice what I've already lived. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I have to really be focused and disciplined on what I'm doing, knowing that I only have one body and I got to take extreme care of it. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And contribution is the key. What can we create that lives beyond ourselves? Right. What are we contributing to something bigger uh, in our lives than just our ourselves? That's key. And a lot of people, because I do social media posts and I'm really present on social media, I notice a commonality amongst people's comments generally that shows a really deep apathy toward life. And people always comment, well, we only live once. Enjoy your life now. Mm. Who cares about being healthy? You're going to die anyway. Things like this, which really reveal um, someone who is not in their leadership, who doesn't value contributing to a better future. They're just living for the now. They're stuck in their own problems. And when we hyper-focus in on our own problems, we it becomes very painful. It's better to actually zoom out and focus on helping other people with their problems. And then it takes the pressure off of ourselves. Right. So if we work toward building a legacy that we can leave beyond our own lifetime, it provides value, it provides purpose, it provides fulfillment, it provides happiness. Everybody's seeking happiness and nobody knows how to find it right. because the missing link is service to others and creating right. service to others is highly fulfilling. And it also gives us a reason then to take care of ourselves and find the, the purpose behind discipline in our lifestyle. Yep. Not just living for today, not just eating the ice cream and the pork chops because it tastes good. Why not? I'm going to die anyway. But saying, if I take care of myself today, I'm going to be able to contribute better and leave a more lasting legacy that serves others in the future. And that is exactly how I live my life. Yeah, My current project actually is my Raw Vegan Heroes membership, which helps people detox their gut and transition their gut. I've got a thousand members in Raw wow. Vegan Heroes. It's a yearly membership. You, you, you purchase a yearly mm-hmm. uh, subscription and you get an, a vast amount of downloads and video content and uh, PDF documents on how to detox your gut. And then also a support community uh, right. for accountability and kind of finding that friendship and camaraderie with others on the same journey. And I've got a thousand people in there. I just started this two years ago. And I think to myself, boy, if I can get a thousand members, I can get 10,000 members. Right. And if I have 10,000 members who are all on this journey of transitioning their body, getting healthy and becoming the best version of themselves, imagine the snowball effect. They'll all tell their friends and they'll tell their friends. It really has a big impact. I'm highly motivated by serving people to transform their health so they are really inspired to share their story with others and be an example for others. And my Raw Vegan Heroes membership is just an incredible uh, service that just feels so much bigger than myself that I'm in awe every day of how I can show up and serve my members, serve the community that's come to the Raw Vegan Heroes membership. It holds me accountable. It holds me in alignment with the vision and values for my life. So my vision and my actions are aligned. Yeah. And that feels incredible. I will tell you, that's incredible. And I I highly recommend that for every human being to align their vision and their Mm -hmm. values and their actions into one. It creates lasting fulfillment. Right. Well, and it's it's funny because actually I wrote a book called No More Sugarcoating. And that's basically what it was like aligning your vision and your passion, your purpose and, and making sure that you're on that. Because if you it, it it it's a, it's got a pun to it the no more sugar coating like you got to get away from the sugar in your food to be able to see all that and then when you do that you're taking the sugar coating off of your life and you're not becoming just a part of society or who society thinks you should be 
and yeah. you can actually live your life and make an impact. And like you said, you know, it's that relationships. And, and I, I, I really appreciate the, like the grouping of people together going through the same process, especially when it comes to detoxing, because like you said, it's a, it's a tough process. It's, it, it can feel like you, you just want to give up. You just like, cause it, it can be really rough to go through. And if you don't get to the other side, it can be like, why am I doing this to myself? Is this really healthy? Is this really what it's supposed to be like? Because it can be pretty tough. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's so important coming from a standard American diet of junk foods, processed foods, and even cooked plant-based foods, the detoxification process to truly transition the gut microbiome and remove the acids out of the body is an intensive process. It can be very ugly. It can be very intense. It can actually make you want to die. Yeah, I talk about this with my clients a lot. The toxins coming out of our body interfere with our thoughts and our emotions and can give us a really deep sense of hopelessness. The journey into detoxification is one that most people never even make it through. If you come through detoxification fully, the gifts waiting for you on the other side are immeasurable. Yeah. But this is why most people give up, claim a plant-based diet doesn't work, claim a raw vegan diet doesn't work, because the the process to fully transition the body to thrive on raw plant-based foods is intensive and it yeah. can be the hardest thing you've ever done. It personally, in my life, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. And it's the most worthwhile because now I'm a hundred percent raw and experiencing the incredible benefits, including leadership and service to others. Yeah. And these raw foods clear the consciousness so we can see our life purpose better. The junk foods, the processed foods, meat and dairy and eggs and starches and junk food really cloud our perception. Mm -hmm. And I believe it holds us in a pattern of trauma and self-deprecating behavior and low self-esteem. I believe the way that our current society eats really is a trauma response. If we truly loved ourselves and we're on this journey of building self-esteem and self-love, we would only put the highest vibrational foods in our sacred temple. The fact that we even eat cooked meat and processed foods and junk foods to the degree we do in our society shows a complete disrespect for ourselves, Mm -hmm. which is is an action of low self-esteem. Right. Where does low self-esteem come from? Low self-esteem comes from trauma. So we are passing on our traumas to our children. It comes down family lineages. It's not personal. We haven't done anything wrong. Right. But we're dealing with family lineage trauma that comes down multi-generationally. And then if we never have something to wake us up from this, if we don't have an intervention, we could go our entire lifetime thinking that this is who we are and this is how we should behave when we're, it's like we're living under a blanket. We have an incredible film over our perception that doesn't even allow us to see our true divine purpose, our true divine potential, our true divine empowerment of who we are and what a difference we can make. One reason to truly do a juice fast, clean out your gut and eat raw foods and, and experience the next level of your health and life is to clear the blocks that, prevent you from feeling who you already are right? and the divine purpose that you came here to fulfill, what your mission is, what your purpose is. All of these things come clear as we focus on eating raw foods because there's a detoxification of the waste in our body, but right. then also a detoxification of our emotions, 
our emotions actually get clearer when we eat raw food. And people always ask me why this is. I, I really love talking about this because we numb ourselves out with cooked foods and right. junk foods. If we have like, say, an emotional trigger or we have a hard day at work or we're feeling down or bad about ourselves, what do we do? We turn to food. Yeah. And so if you only eat raw foods, for instance, fruits and salads and raw nuts and seeds, you're not going to numb yourself out. There's no way to numb yourself out. Yeah. So therefore you have to stand in the fire. You have to feel the uncomfortable sensations. This yep. is actually a form of shadow work and it's coming face to face with the parts of yourself that you are ashamed of and that you have abandoned and that are repressed. Yep. And when we do this, we have an emotional wave that crashes over us. It's temporary. The wave crashes and we move through it and we break through to the other side and we actually move emotional trauma patterns from our from our field yep. simply by eating raw food. This is one of the most profound effects. So in other words, you could say raw food is emotionally healing, emotionally detoxifying, and gives us a, a deeper sense of who we are and what our purpose is on earth. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. Now I've experienced it myself. I also help others do this. So I've experienced it with my clients. I, like I said, I have a thousand members in my group, Raw Vegan Heroes. I see them all going through it too. Yeah. This is what the community's for is to help each other, of course, with accountability on the, this mega journey of personal self-discovery. Right. But it is um, not something that a lot of people understand or talk about with raw food. There's nowhere to numb. There's nowhere to hide. And yeah. that means we're going to face the shadow parts of ourselves that we don't like. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing when we get a chance to do that. Well, it is because it, you can you can move forward. You yeah. can get past it. You know? yeah. and, and if you're always, you know, numbing it out by, you know, oh, that trauma's coming, get, grab the ice cream or the bag of chips and salsa or whatever it is like if you're always numbing it out and getting that quick dopamine fix that changes the chemicals in your brain and you can you know you can move past it but you're not really you're, you're not addressing it you just covered it up it's still there and it's yeah. going to come back it's going to be triggered by something else somewhere down the road and come back and it's going to be bigger and uglier and hairier at that point yeah yeah, it builds on itself. And then by the time we're in the latter part of life, you know, we're not happy with ourselves. We never achieved our goals and we can spiral downwards. And there's really only we're either moving in an upward spiral or a downward spiral mm -hmm. or spiral at any time. There's no neutral. We're never just standing right. still. Right. We're either on the upward spiral through self-care, self-discipline and self-mastery, or we're on a downward spiral of self-abuse and unconsciousness. So really, it's our choice which we're going to be on. And we've got to get on that escalator to the upward spiral. There's really um, nothing holding us back. I'd also like to tell people who are listening to this right now that as a raw vegan myself, I'm not perfect. I allow myself to have cooked foods and familiar foods here and there mm -hmm. because it reminds me of how easy it is to numb myself out and be unconscious with right. the food. So having a little bit of cooked food here and there helps me stay more conscious, helps me be more intentional, right. therefore more in my self-mastery. It's not about perfectionism and it's not about being dogmatic. We don't want to just go to a plant-based diet or raw foods thinking that we have to be 
um, exclusive or something that really is not a sustainable or obtainable. We want to give ourselves room to be messy, to right. fail forward, to give it our best effort, to try and fail, to get up and try a fail and try and fail again, and to discover and to explore and to experience and to excavate our own inner discipline and self-mastery. Right. That's not a process that's going to happen just because we want it to or because we start. It takes years of self-discipline and self-mastery, and it's worth just starting the journey. Yeah. So now, as a raw vegan of five years, I will let myself have bites of cooked food, but not because I enjoy it. I rarely actually enjoy it at this point. And it's interesting because I... I enjoy it in the way that it reminds me of how I used to enjoy it, oh, but yeah. it, I don't enjoy cooked foods in the way it makes me feel mm -hmm. when I stay raw vegan for months and months at a time. And then I have say a sweet potato or some quinoa. I am amazed how unfulfilling it is, how just, it just brings my energy down. I don't feel good the next day. It takes hours or days sometimes to move through my digestive system. Right. Why would I slow my bowel transit time from extremely fast to gr a grinding halt? It yeah. feels uh, like, okay, this is not a good idea. So you can just feel it in your body. And again, it, it's a, it's nice to be able to have the contrast. It's part of my self-mastery journey. And there is no perfectionism in any self-mastery journey. Yeah. You know, it's just well, self-discovery. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because it's, it's true. It's, it's one of those things that you have to, you know, and I, I address it with my clients is that I try to get them off of the autopilot of eating whatever is out there and, you know, stopping at the first fast food restaurant that smells good to manually making that decision of, okay, I'm going to eat this food over that food or, you know, you know, in making that manual decision of like, okay, I'm going to eat off of my scheduled meal plan, um, you know, for this meal. And it's like, if you're manually making that decision, you still have control. You know, and yeah. I think that as we talked about with discipline and, and, and controlling like what's going in and how you feel and knowing that, okay, this, this is probably not going to make me feel the way I think it's going to make me feel. Yeah. And validating that I think is, is a huge piece down the road because otherwise, you know, you could be six, seven, eight years down the road going, did I miss anything? Did I really like, but having that little bit every now and then where you can go, oh yeah, that's, it's still not, that's not the reaction that I want in my life. Yeah. I would say the physical aspects of food are hard to overcome without the vision of who we are becoming right. to actually lead it. And I work with my clients a lot on this topic. It's not just about feeling better by eating raw food because us feeling better is never enough of a motivation. Right. You know, we're fairly apathetic. I mean, life is overwhelming. There's a lot to not care about or give up on. I mean, that's just how life is. Sure. But if we're enrolled in a vision bigger than ourselves, then who are we getting to be in that vision? That's the exciting part. Yeah. Like, what if we have had this dream to have a million dollar company, make a million dollars a year? And it's a really burning dream. We want that. We want to have that ferrari in the driveway and that's a big motivator for us then who do we get to be to have that that's the exciting part who right. are we getting to grow into we need that in our lives as people and if dietary changes becoming a raw vegan or even vegan and plant-based 
fits into who we get to become and the best version of ourselves through that vision of working towards something greater, that's what motivates us to keep on track more than just, oh, it'll feel better to eat healthy foods. So if we can get the combination, though, in place where we have enough time under our belt, we transition the gut microbiome, we do detoxification, we focus on eating healthy foods, we create some structure and discipline, we exercise daily, and then we build a vision for our life of who we get to become. That's the magic combo Mm -hmm. of completely transforming our well-being. And I believe that that's what most people need that is not very commonly talked about. And it's so much even bigger than just the food choices we make. It's a vision, something we're enrolled in. It's how we're contributing. It's our authenticity. It's really a commitment level to service to humanity. All of these things make almost more of a difference in my opinion. Right. No, I agree. Uh, So we're coming close to uh, time. And I, I mean, I feel like we could talk for a long time on this. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but uh, I want to respect your time. And I wanted to touch on something that I saw on your website that um, part of your profits go back to rescue sanctuaries. Um, mm. And I think that's important. But why why is that important to you? I donate 10% of my profits from my membership, Raw Vegan Heroes, to animal rescue sanctuaries every month. That is because I believe it's important to give back to the to those in need most. There's a lot of suffering. I really want to help alleviate suffering and contributing to a cause greater than myself is very important to me. Also, it's the original motivation of why I went vegan, the ethical Mm -hmm. reason for helping animals. So I like to tie it back to my very first thoughts that led me to a plant-based diet as a teenager, just a 17-year-old kid uh, wanting to help the animals. And now as a man, with a successful business and service-based business, I can give back. And I believe that's an important factor. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that, that really is, it's, it's, and there's, there's, there's so much need out there, um, for, for the animal, for animal rescues. And, and we, we've rescued dogs before and it's just, it, there's so much need beyond just dogs, but you know, um, it's, it's great that you do that. Um, yeah. Thank you. So, very much. how yeah, could so, how could somebody connect with you? Um, I know you mentioned your website earlier, Raw Vegan Rising, but you know, how can they find you on uh, Instagram or where you're most active? I am Raw Vegan Rising on social media. So okay. my Instagram is very active. My TikTok is very active. I like to make videos and inspire people and go against the grain and stir right. the pot and create controversy. So um, TikTok and Instagram seem to be very effective. Also, my YouTube channel is where I really share a lot of my knowledge and stories and client testimonials and things that are really helpful for people. So my YouTube channel is Raw Vegan Rising. And then my membership is how I really serve people. It's a very inexpensive membership. You can join for an entire year. You don't have to take action right away. You get instant downloads that tell you and educate you on how to detox your body, mm-hmm. how to make these transitions to a healthier lifestyle, but you don't have to act right away. It's a yearly membership. So you get all of this time to just sit back, be a fly on the wall, learn what others are doing, see what right. other people are doing 
And then you can kind of formulate an action plan for yourself. All of this for very, very inexpensive. I would highly recommend people check out the price of my Raw Vegan Heroes membership because it's not about the money. It's about supporting a community. It's about a a mission. It's about a, a movement bigger than all of us. And it's a powerful group of people from all over the world who are inspired by health, vitality, transitioning to a plant-based diet. Honestly, Jerry, you should be a member. Maybe I'll gift you a spot. Cool. Uh, But you would love it as well. And that's on my website, rawveganrising.com, under the membership tab at the top. So also you can contact me there on my website. If if someone has a question, wants to email me, I have a contact page there on my website. Cool. Well, and oh, also, okay. also, I have a free video course called How to Go Raw Vegan Start Here. And it's a six-part video course on exactly what the first steps are. And I address a lot of the fears and concerns. And that's everything I've learned over the years put into a six-part video course, absolutely free. That's on the homepage of my website. You just sign up with your name and email. You can unsubscribe anytime. I will not spam you. It's literally just my gift to people. Yeah, cool. Um, well, one of the things that you said there in, in like joining the membership and you don't have to act now in like, because I think one of the things, especially if somebody is looking at it from a health change and, you know, under rare circumstances, like you, you, the people that they just went to the doctor's office and the doctor's like, if you don't make a change today, you're going to have a heart attack next week. Like, unless you're faced with that, it's really hard to make these changes um, yeah. you know, because, because the motivation factor and the community around you is not necessarily all heading this direction. And so being able to, to pick up those bits and pieces and not be under the pressure of like, I have to start a new program tomorrow, but to be able to say, let me just see what other people are doing. And so I can create my own action plan and take, because when I went yeah. from, from the standard American diet to a healthier diet, to vegetarian, to vegan, that was like a two year process for me Yeah, where I was like, I'm going to do this very, cause I don't want it to backfire. I'm going to do this very slowly, very methodical and make sure that I can, and not hold pressure to myself. Like if I mess up and eat, you know, meat when I'm trying to be vegetarian, it's no big deal. I'm going to move on and continue on. Yeah. Well, I always say people make changes out of inspiration or desperation. Yeah. And unfortunately, 99% of the time it's desperation. Yeah. But if we come into a supportive, loving community of other health-minded people like Raw Vegan Heroes, we can watch what other people's inspiration is. Right. And then we can feel the inspiration so we can actually make changes out of inspiration instead of desperation. Yeah. And that's really done through accountability and community. We don't need to have a community around us like our friends and family and coworkers in the town we live in. We can seek out a community of like-minded people online. And that's what this is for. We have the information age now. We're, we have everything at our fingertips through the internet. Right. It's very important that we utilize that resource. And the best way to utilize that resource, number one, is community and finding like-minded individual individuals making friends, finding accountability buddies. You know, everybody makes friends in my Raw Vegan Heroes group. I encourage people to exchange phone numbers and text with each other to support each other outside of the Facebook group that we're all in. So the level of support there reaches us, touches our hearts. It's not just a program. This is like real world support on an emotional level for real transformation. And that's what I am dedicated to. That's awesome. 
Well, I'm going to end it there. Um, like I will put all your connection, your links and everything in the show notes so people can get in touch with you very quickly um, through that. I greatly appreciate you being a part of the, the podcast, Shane. Mm, thanks so much, Jerry. Appreciate it. Love the talk. Great questions. Thank you for having me on today. You're welcome. Thanks for checking out the All in Health and Wellness Confidence Through Health podcast. Our goal is to use health as a conduit to help you reach your goals in life.